Why do salmon swim upstream despite the threat of the bear? Because laying down the foundation for the next generation is worth the risk. This is the Upstream Podcast hosted by me, Salmon Like the Fish, where guests share their pearls of wisdom that could have only been realized through the journey against the current of life. Your presence here and now is no mistake. Keep your ears and your heart open. There is something for you to gain. All right, thank you for joining me. This is Salmon Like the Fish here with my boy, my friend, my brother, Mute, yo, a.k.a. Yo. Mute the Wolf. Thank you. How's Thank it going, you. my man? Uh, I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. It's a little chilly today, right? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Not too bad. I mean, we're getting into the fall season, so. I love it, though. You know. I love it. Listen, I, I don't know if everyone knows the legend of Mute the Wolf. Stop. You know, on Instagram. <laughs> so. Stop. I just want to let you know that I've always appreciated your artistry, man, as a, as a photographer, as an artist. You know, the, th- the stuff you do is amazing. You know, recently, I got to see you. Um, uh, you had some pictures posted on Jada Kiss's Instagram. <laughs> and actually, I don't even know you did those photos. I just, I had seen that, um, that photo where it was kind of like an 80s vibe, you know? And uh, so I was like, man, th- this is a really cool shot. And then I wanted to have uh, you take some shots at my job. So I wanted to show my boss, um, you know, the work that you did. And the shots I saw from Jada Kiss were on your Facebook. I'm like, <coughs> oh my God, my boy Mute did this. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's blushing, everybody. He's blushing. Oh, uh, yeah, I know. He's turning man. so chill. red right now. Chill, chill, chill. But, yeah. no, thank you, man. Thank you for having me, man. Um, <laughs> fair warning, like I told you before, Sal. I'm not I'm not super articulate, so I don't know how I'm going to add up to your last um, interview. So I'm just I'm just keeping it raw, man. So if I sound dumb, <laughs> whatever. Well, listen, <laughs> uh, you know, like I told you, I, I'm not a public speaker. I'm not a radio host. I'm not, you know, you know, the the most learned person, yeah. you know, but at the same time, I think you and I both have something that we can share for other people to kind of get something out of life, especially yeah. this topic, because I think you and I had a real experience that I want to talk about. It was a real raw experience, I would say. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, today's episode is actually called You're Dead to Me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get real. You're dead to You're me. You're dead to me. Uh, but <laughs> the secondary uh the secondary title is the unden- the unintended effects of cancel culture, mm. right? Um, cancel culture is very huge nowadays, right? I mean, and that can get into like the political, social realm, but that's not really what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about cancel culture in terms of uh, our interpersonal relationships. You know, people that we know, friends, family, loved ones, you know, and things like that. Uh, it's really easy nowadays to just kind of say, you're dead to me. I'm done with you just based on one interaction or one difference of opinion. You know, I mean, I don't know about you. I know some families talk politics in the household. We really don't. It's not like a thing. Um, but other families uh, banish their family members because of a difference in political opinion, which is crazy. Um, so I think it'd be cool if we shared our story, why this happened, right? Mm. Do you mind if I, is it yeah, too pers- yeah, yeah, cool yeah, with yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. All right. So for the listeners, uh, what happened in this story was uh, Mute was doing this project. What was it called again? Uh, it was called the Essential Work Workers Project. It, what was the point of that project? So the point was, uh, I got inspired by a guy called Humans of New York. I don't know if you, uh, know know of them. Yeah, uh, yeah. So basically, you know, the, when the pandemic first hit, nobody knew what was going on, right? Like everybody was still like <clears throat> going crazy, and like my life stopped, right? So my job, I didn't go to work like everybody else. Uh, but the essential workers still had to go to work. Um, and I felt I felt like these people are going through something. 
and um, I would love to go and capture uh, their moment and actually, you know, give me a little bit of story, mm-hmm. right? Just to show people um, they're they're just like us, like they're just scared like us, but they're they're still going to work mm. in the middle of the pandemic. So I just want to give them like a little voice. Um, and most of the time, it you know, when I used to meet these people, it, you know, like they were just like super relaxed like at first be like i was so nervous but then after that like just just felt good like the stories that i got from them was crazy you mm. know and and it kind of helped me out a little bit too because here i am at home and i'm like super like sad and depressed like oh i lost my job lost I lost a couple gigs and like all this other stuff and man like but i'm home mm. i'm sheltered you know these people are not you know some of the stories they used to tell me how they used to just come back from work and like you know go through all these procedures just to go back inside their home from being in the outside world yeah and um yeah i just wanted to give them like a voice you know something to you know it's very altruistic of you i mean you did something for other people i don't know if you guys know this you know whoever's listening but he was doing this for free you know as like a gift um he wouldn't tell you that because he's too humble (laughs) to, to tell you but i mean he was doing this for free um, and I thought that was a beautiful project. I mean, me, I'm not working in healthcare like I used to where I was in the hospital, you know, where I was at super mm-hmm. risk. Mm-hmm. But I'm still, you know, I'm, I work in substance abuse as a psychiatric nurse practitioner. So I'm treating people who are just coming out of a detox, just getting off of opiates and, and alcohol or whatever uh, the case may be. Uh, and Which I believe is super important too, Sal. I mean, why, why not? I mean, mm-hmm. th- especially with everything that's, that's been happening, like that could be a trigger for, for oh, these people, man, right? I don't know if you know this, but the, the, the rates for relapses and, and overdoses and deaths are, are astronomical that's right now. I more, believe you. More than any other I believe year you. recently. I was drinking my ass off. <laughs> right. Hey, yo, and listen, it, it, it wasn't just you. You know, um, I talk about this with a lot of the patients that I have. I mean, you see people now who are coming into a detox or a rehab who have never been in a detox or a rehab versus other people who have had like 10, 12, 15 episodes, you know. But these people, you know, they're working folk, you know, they drank here and there and the pandemic hit. Now they have to work from home. They have to manage their children's school over the internet. Mm. Uh, They're having marital stress because now they're actually having to be married, right? They're having to actually (laughs) be face to face with their, with their spouse. All day long together. Yeah. 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 And and so now they're drinking for comfort and, you know, drinking is so tricky because it kind of just like slips into your life it in does. certain pockets. Yeah. I mean, I'll take a, a quick departure on, and, uh, and mention this is, uh, you know, at, at the gym that we were going to, there was a time where it was like a period where every Friday we'd work out and then we would have a couple of drinks. We'd work right. out every Friday, then have a couple of drinks. I remember those. Yeah. And what freaked me out, because I was already working in recovery, what freaked me out it was Monday morning and I was on my way to work about 6 a.m. And I was like, man, I can't wait to have that, that drink after that workout mm. on Friday. I had like a little bit of panic about that. I was like, whoa, is this how it starts? Is this what my patients mm. are, are, are going through? You know, and I've never had a problem with addiction, but in that moment I said, all right, I got to break this pattern because yeah, that was a pattern. It was a thing. Right, right. Now, do you think that's because uh, uh, of the drinking part or the social part? I think it was the social part, but I think that's how a lot of drugs or alcohol happen. Like most people don't, you know, kind of start with like, you know, 12 years old and they have a bottle under their bed and they're drinking by themselves. You know, might, maybe it starts socially and then and then within the social group, the person says, oh, this made me feel good. I want I can't wait to do this by myself, mm. not in front of the group so I can really do me, you know. I see. Um, so, yeah, so a lot of people were struggling with that. And uh, I appreciate that you said that. I mean, um, um, I mean it, it has been a real blessing to, to work with these people in this time, you know. But the risk for the virus itself was was relatively no, low, you know. Um, 
Yeah. So what what I wanted to do, and and this was kind of like you know, um, uh, I know you have kids. You know, you're you're in a relationship. You know, you just had lost your job. You know, and you know, so I wanted to support. That was my whole thing. Was uh, right. Me and I, you had an argument about that because you yeah. wanted to pay me, and I was like, no, dude, <laughs> yeah. don't pay me. And I was like, no, let me pay you, man. Like I, there, uh, you know, uh, Eddie uh, from uh, Ego Trip. Oh, here yeah. by Eddie, yeah, my boy. Love, love that guy. We had a talk about this, and uh, he was telling me about how a friend of his, I hope he's okay with me sharing this, um, he had a friend of his who had uh, sent him a pretty decent sum of money like during the pandemic to kind of help him out because the shop was closed right. through Venmo. So Eddie blocked the Venmo. <laughs> and then, <laughs> so his boy reached out to him, and he was like, why did you, why did you uh, send back my Venmo? He's like, no, nah, man, I can't take this money. And uh, his boy said to him, yo, why are you blocking my blessing? Don't mm. don't block the blessing, you know, and uh, and I was really hit. But and so he had actually told me that before you and I had spoken. So, you know, that was in my head, like, you know, I want to bless this dude. I mean, if I was in a situation, I would love to help. But, you know, honestly speaking, though, I think I might be the same way. Like, no, nah, I can't take this. Right. Now, actually, even recently, I was doing some fundraising for this uh, charity for the New York City Marathon. Yeah. People wanted to donate to me after I re- already met my goal, and I'm like, no, 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 it's cool, because I feel I feel bad, like I don't want to take right. money out of your pocket, mm. you know. Mm. So I, I get the sentiment. Um, but yeah, so we were supposed to have this uh, do this project at my job, and what I wanted to do was kind of highlight my, uh, you know, what I do, you know, in the middle of the pandemic, um, and also some of my colleagues. You know, I have a, a really amazing administrative assistant who helps me do what I do, so right. I wanted to highlight her, and also my director. You know, I, you know, my uh, you think about like bosses, you know, people are in that level. Right. They just do what they do, and everyone complains, and everyone bitches and moans and, and, and whatever. But people at that level, they absorb all that stress and don't say a thing. You mm. know, so I really wanted to kind of um, give them a kind voice. Of un- right. Yeah, get Dang, honor. you making me honor. feel bad You know now. what I'm saying? You're like, making I, me feel I, bad I, now. Listen, I, I got to tell you, I think we're all built for something in particular. Right. I'm not built to be a director. I'm built to do what I do. I mean, I'll I tell you what. It's hard It's hard to schedule something, too, because, yeah. boy, man, like, it's you know. Tough. <laughs> it's tough, you know. Um, yeah, so I wanted to do that. I really wanted to have that thing. And then also, I have my CEO from our company. Uh, I wanted him to talk about um, Alcoholics Anonymous mm. and how the program of AA could actually be beneficial for people outside of uh, addiction. Is I mean, if we really went through the process, man, it, it's it's interesting. It's an amazing process. I actually have him recorded on a three-hour podcast that I have to edit. It's like my my Moby Dick, man. I I I'm scared to edit this thing because it's right. so massive. Bro, just let it fly. Ah, man. Just put yeah. the whole three hour up there. <laughs> yeah, that's you it. know, can I curse here? <laughs> um, you know what? I don't know. I'm not sure if we curse if if pod, if I have this as clean on podcast. Okay. So I I think one or two you can get by with, right? As long as it's not blatant, <laughs> like look at beep, bleep, bleep. But you know, I can always do the bleep afterwards, if anything. Okay. Edit, yeah. All so right. don't worry about it. I, li- I like to throw a lot of f bombs. Sometimes yeah. I don't even notice it. I want you to speak freely, man. Like I have you here because I want I want your heart to be on, you know, recording. I don't right. want you to kind of uh, filter yourself. You know. You're trying to censor me? Sam? No, I would never censor you. You know. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so we had this. Um, so I gotta admit, the first time around, you know, my director, uh, we had scheduled to do it on a Monday, and then my director on a Sunday hit me up and said, "Hey, sorry, I can't do tomorrow. It, we're having a crisis, and I have to deal with it. We're not gonna have time to do this photo." Mm. So right then, I reached out to you and I said, "Hey, man, sorry to do this last minute, knowing full well what it's like to be an artist in that way, where your your time is, you know, unpredictable. You could get, you know, work here." You right. might have a drought. You might have a flood, you know, in terms of, like, work where it's just, like, overwhelming. Right, right. You know? And so to mess with an artist's schedule is is just a, a, a no-no, you know? So I felt really bad about that. So you messaged me back, and, nah, it's cool. All right. 
so then uh, we had rescheduled, I think, for two weeks after or, or one week after yeah. for like 10 a.m. on a Tuesday. Oh, and by the way, I had let my, my CEO know, right? I had mentioned before yeah. because I, want, I, had a, I had him on a podcast, so I wanted to take a picture of him to use for promotional purposes for his episode. So then Tuesday comes around. It's 930. And I'm like, oh, he's not. All right. I haven't heard from him. It should be cool. 945. All right. I haven't heard from him. It should be cool. 10 o'clock. I'm like, oh, shoot. All these people know that I got a that I have a, a photographer coming in. He's not here. Ten oh one, ten oh two, and I'm like, oh god! All right, now I'm texting mute, mute. Where you at? The response was, can't make it. Yeah, can't make it. It wasn't sorry. I can't make it. It wasn't. It wasn't my bad. You know, I had this to do. It had an emergency. So, my response to you was. It's cool. <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. Which I thought it was cool too when yeah. you said that. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah, because I, you know what, man, this is like a confessional too at the same time. I know I have a problem with being passive aggressive. You know, mm. I say it's cool, but inside, and not even aggressive towards you necessarily, It's it ends up being directed at me like, oh, freaking idiot. That's not what you wanted right. to say. You wanted to say right. you're dead to me. You're dead to yeah. me. You know, because now, like, I look now I'm thinking about my my uh, my reputation. Oh, I look bad in front of these guys now, you know. And yeah, so from that moment, I forget I forget what show. It might have been How I Met Your Mother, but like, yeah, it was How I Met Your Mother. You ever watched that show? Uh, a couple episodes here and there. So there's this character Lily where she would do this thing where she would get so mad at people, like her eyes would light up on fire, okay. and the person would just disappear from existence. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That, so like. <laughs> To her, like they were dead to them. I think in one episode it was about like her father, who was like a, a really bad guy. It's, it was a comedy, so I'm not trying to get emo. Damn, so you blew me up. In, <laughs> mind? in my mind, I'm like dead to me. Like that's as it. Damn. And so for two weeks, three weeks, you know, I I didn't think about it since. You know, after that, I'm just like, nah, dead to me. If you came up, maybe a bad thought came up in my mind. And I'm like, fuck, <laughs> he's dead to me. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that that's how I that's how right. I am. You know, it's right. uh, and uh, it's you so know, you it's, sort it's of a, like hold it hold it like a little grudge there. Oh no no, it wasn't a little grudge. I mean, I yeah. basically uh, held your funeral. Yeah, you know, Damn. And yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, didn't, I didn't even give you a coffin. I just threw you in the dirt. You know, put the dirt over, and then that was done. <laughs> I didn't give you a tombstone. I nothing. just put you right in the middle of the. You know, you didn't even sing for me. No, nothing. I didn't you even didn't <laughs> didn't even sing "Gangsta Lean" by DRS. <laughs> this one's from my homie. I don't even know if anyone knows that song, <laughs> but "Gangsta Lean" by DRS. You need to listen to that song. It's a great song. Um, yeah, but I did. I didn't know. You, you know, it was crazy because man, we we talked about that, and I, I didn't know that. I mean, when you when you had initially first canceled to me, uh, when I said it's cool, you know, I was a little upset. Uh, but it literally immediately just left the next day. Mm. And um, I think it's just more upsetting because I probably could use that time um, scheduled for something else. Absolutely. Not necessarily work, but, you know, like hobby, you know, because um, I don't know about you. Like everything that I do, I have to like mentally prepare myself. Absolutely. Um, it's just it's just the way I am. It's the way I'm, I'm wired. It's, I'm weird like that. Um, but, yeah, I didn't know you, you. I mean, I didn't know you really, really canceled me like that, like that. Um. Yeah, man, that was crazy. You know, and it's I'm not the type to tell someone how I feel about it. You know, <laughs> um, you know, I have this tendency to kind of think in all good or all bad, black or white. You know, there's really not a gray. Right. Like this person is a good person yeah. or they're a shit person. And I, and I remember when you called me too. Yeah. And um, we had that conversation. And it just dawned to me. I think we FaceTime, you FaceTime or something yeah, like that, right? Yeah, no. Well, what happened was I sent you that video about cancel culture, right? Yeah, yeah, yes. That's how it happened, yeah. And then, um, 
And then, well, actually, what happened was the night before, I was with a couple of our mutual friends, you know, and your name had came up, and in and the phrase "he's dead to me" popped up. But I didn't. But it's like you know what? I became more like introspective about that. Like, what right. is that about myself that this guy's dead to me? Right. You know, versus you know talking crap versus saying something bad about something. Right. What is it about me um, that feels so strongly about this? And then I question myself. I'm like, has Mute ever done me wrong in the past? And I'm like, nah. Mute has never done me wrong. <laughs> Mute has always built me up. Mute is always, you know, he's texted me. Mute is one of the two or three people that actually would call me randomly on FaceTime. <laughs> you know, like, you know, <laughs> like yeah. randomly. Yeah, super random. Yeah, and we have these, like, great conversations. And, like, even though... You know, we actually do share a difference of opinion yeah. on some topics, yeah. but like we still respect each other. And I think yeah. also, too, as uh, I mean, I, I don't want to sound pretentious as myself as, as saying like, you know, an artist, but like even s like having like an artist mind, you know, like me being into music. And well, your creative and mind. So, yeah, I, I think I can really I can really vibe with other people who have right. that creative mind. Right. And especially the emo mind, you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. You and, know, like, and, and we can understand each other because, like, sometimes I'll text you and you won't, re like, you won't respond right away, right? Right. But right. when you do, uh, you know, it's, it's back to normal. So yeah. And vice versa. Right. You know? It's it's like uh, it's like nothing. It's like uh, having like a continuous conversation where, like, even though time goes by, it doesn't feel like right. you know right. there's been this distance. Right. Which is different. You don't have that with a lot of people. I think most people can say they don't have that with everybody. I right? feel like yeah. I feel like it's, people really get angry when somebody don't text you right back right right but dude life is busy man like yeah. i mean especially at this stage in the game i think you and i both have friends that are like you know still in their 20s you know, you know even their late 20s and it, life is very different for them than it is for us right i mean i know people in their 20s would ask me to come hang out at a club on a friday i'm like nah man nah, <laughs> like that's just I, dead to me I, <laughs> that's dead to me. yeah that and that i have no interest in reviving uh, i remember the last time being out at like a uh, like a club or a disco mm -hmm. <laughs> a disco at, uh, whatever how old are you bro <laughs> i remember it was like 1 30 in the morning and i was like just keep two-stepping just keep two-stepping just keep <laughs> i was so tired i can't wait to go home uh but yeah but going back to that uh that feeling oh he's dead to me you know and then being curious about that. And then I, when I got home, that this thing popped up on Instagram and it was talking about cancel, cancel culture and the negative consequences of it and how it shouldn't be this way. And again, like not uh, taking it from to the micro level versus the macro level. The macro level being like the societal, cultural things that are happening right now with like mm. race, religion, politics, all that stuff. Um, there's so much involved with cancel culture that way. But um, this was really talking about relationships. So what occurred to me was like oh man i've really canceled mute why why did i do that over one thing let me call him and speak with him and see if we can reconcile mm. you know and maybe he's not upset with me but i'm i'm upset with him apparently. yeah i had no, I had no right? idea i had no yeah. clue <laughs> so uh i asked if uh, I, I messaged you that cancel culture thing that was uh, that ig story and then you messaged me back uh you were like oh that was really cool i was like hey if you have time could we talk you actually like facetime me right away yeah. You know, <laughs> and uh, I think that's the longest time I've talked to someone on FaceTime or on the phone right. in the past like five years. Right. We spoke for like an hour and 20 yeah, minutes. I, I was looking real rugged, too. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, you're looking handsome. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the whole thing was I, you know, uh, I saw that it was a problem with myself. Like, you mm -hmm. know, I have this problem with like looking at people as all good or all bad. And then I had to reflect on myself like, man, like me, it's been a good dude to me. Like. You know, I should apologize for me having this feeling towards him. Mm. And and I wasn't looking for an apology from you. You know, I wasn't looking for you to make it right. I wasn't looking for you to say, Sal, I'm sorry. Um, 
But what occurred to me was like maybe he had to cancel because something really bad happened to right. him. You know? Right. But you said something really interesting to me as to why you canceled and why you canceled in the way you did. Do you remember? Uh, not really. Well, you were saying how uh, you realized something about yourself during this whole quarantine period. Okay. You know, and honestly, man, I, I think this whole project was born out of this whole quarantine that right. we're all experiencing, right? right? Something kind of uh, awakened me to all this, all, all this that I, I feel that I need to do. Um, like I said, I'm not a professional speaker. I'm not like a podcast. You know, I'm, I'm not this guy, but like, I feel like I need to put something out there. You know, because the world is crazy, we're not gonna fix everything that's happening right now, but right. like, what about the next generation, right? Mm. So that's what this really is for. So that was like my big awakening, you know, that I need to be involved in doing something that's gonna, you know, assist the next generation, because I wish that something like this was available when I was growing up, you right. know, that I, there was like a, you know, someone to kind of guide me through these things like right. this. Right, yeah. Because uh, we're kind of like stumbling upon it, right? You right. and you know, you know, and I. So you had, uh, you had mentioned that during this whole quarantine period, your big realization, your big awakening was, I need to start saying no. Oh, yes. You, yes, you want to yes, talk about that? Yeah, yeah, bit? yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I think, because it's weird because, like, you have to value your time. Um, and I know people say that a lot. Um, but, you know, let's say you're doing someone a favor, right? And it's really gonna mess up your schedule for the day, right? And you yeah. say yeah because you don't you wanna you wanna don't wanna disappoint that person, right? Um, as opposed to saying no, right? Um, so it's like by you saying yeah, you'll have some sort of resentment because it, you know like you could have did something else if if things gets messed up, like you'll be angry, right? So it'll kind of like you kind of it's just I can't I can't really put it into words. Yeah, you fucked me up with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I, the the vibe I got from you that it was that you would say yeah. I think I related to you so much, and why I wanted to have you on this is because I totally relate to that. Like, I would commit to something that I really didn't want to commit to, but I'd feel bad not saying yes. Right. So then I would say I would do the thing, and then the morning of, be like, ah, oh, I don't want to do this thing. Now I have to do it. Right. And if I don't do it, I'm gonna disappoint them, and then. I'm mad at myself now because I've overcommitted myself, right? And now I'm spread too thin. And if you do do it, and now you now you resent that person that Absolutely. you're doing the favor for. Absolutely. And if you do do it, it could be half-assed because you're you're not into it, right? Right. And then on top of I don't know, but now this is my personality. I don't know about yours, but like if I do do the thing, especially if I feel overwhelmed and, and overbooked, now if you don't give me the praise that I think I deserve mm. for, for like stretching myself to do the thing that you wanted me to do. There's levels. Yes. You're I, dead I to that. me. Yeah. I feel <laughs> yeah. that. No, I'm I never doing that. a thing for you again because you don't, I don't think you appreciated me as much. Right. Cause as, you don't know uh, what I had to do to, to give you that favor correct. that I wasn't super into. Correct. But yeah. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah. I feel that. So that was like, wow. You know, it's kind of like there was a, a Jim Carrey movie years back. Probably. I don't know if it was from the nineties, probably from the nineties called yes, man. And um, he was this guy that would always say no. He was like kind of a negative kind of person. So he'd miss out on all these life experiences. Yeah, yeah. So he meets this girl and she's kind of whimsical and all this uh, kind of like uh, free spirited. And she gets him to agree to say yes to everything that mm. he's asked to do. So in the movie, like it takes him on this like wild adventure in his right, life right. and stuff like that. But uh, <laughs> for you, it's like you need to do the opposite, right? It's like right. You, needed to, you needed to say no. And I think um, saying no... Uh, kind of helps you to express your own power, you know? 
yeah. to express your own like you know, if you don't have that power then you're kind of just like dragged to wherever people want you to go then you feel kind of like you're just like pulled in any direction and you've no, right. con- no control and on top of that you, you could be pulled somewhere where it's just draining your energy correct right so correct. Uh, then when you come back home who's gonna who's gonna suffer from that from that lost energy that you don't have anymore it's your family your family yeah, yeah that's super key that's super um, key so that that's you know and and my career like with photography and video and stuff like that and all my artwork like I always had to say yes to everything because mm-hmm. it was an opportunity in networking mm-hmm. and I gotta say man a lot of times I done F stuff up yeah. just, just just by saying yes all the time sort of like what Jim Carrey was doing like he was just going through this wild adventure yeah. and I used to be burned out and I used to come home and I'm super drained and now I'm, I'm being grumpy with my with my fiance with my kids and I had to sit back and realize, like, you know what? I got to start saying no more. Yeah. I think my first no was the hardest because I wasn't disciplined on saying no to certain things. What was that like? Who was that? F- or I don't know if you want to say who, but, like, what was the situation? So the situation was a client um, wanted to do a portrait shoot, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and what happened was um, it was just, it was, it was like, indoor venue it was like like this person did not value the images he just wanted the image just to have it for personal reasons right so it was something that i wasn't like into like it wasn't like a glamorous photo shoot right it was just something like inside a venue he wants to get some like regular pictures that you could just do with your phone right uh-huh. and it was kind of far it was like in the city but they were paying me sort of decent right uh-huh. um and i remember like man i don't think it's worth it I don't think I'm gonna like this shoe. Like, they're like, like the person just the client just kept adding more stuff and more stuff and more stuff to it. That I eventually I said, you know what? I can't do it. The whole thing. You just yeah, shut the whole thing down. I just shut it down. Cause like, kept kept putting different dates. Uh huh. And then it was like last minute, and then like, and that's one of my biggest thing now. It's like when you when you say like for example like, hey, I want to work with you in two days. Cool. And then the day before comes and says, hey, you know what? We're going to move it the day after. It's like that immediately triggers my head right now. It's like, yeah. no, I'm not doing it anymore. No right. Because right. you're not valuing my time. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if I say yes to that, you know, and say I don't have anything to do the day after that. Say I don't, I got no plans at all. But in my mind, like that's me just chilling home. I could spend some time with my kids. I could mess around, do some some work around the house and all that stuff, all that good stuff. And it's like, I'd rather do that than saying yes to somebody who don't value me. Yeah. Like, you, it, it takes away even your, your free time. It's like your self-care time, right? Yeah. I mean, we talked about, like, exercise. Yeah. Like, you just got a rower. You got right. a bike, you know. Yeah. And we talked about how that makes you feel, like, when you're exercising. Yeah. You know, um, you know, being with your family. Like, that does something for your spirit, yeah. right? So when that person flip-flops on your schedule, it kind of, it just, like, robs you of that yeah right? yeah and, and and just recently i had a client that that wanted to do a shoot it, it, it was almost the same the same scheme like he literally hit me up like an hour before he said hey and he just gave me a location and all this other stuff and what he wanted and i'm like yo i was like i'm sorry <laughs> but you know initially when we first spoke a couple of days ago i never heard from you again yeah now we now here we are hour before the supposedly shoot you're telling me you're giving me expectation you haven't even paid me bro yeah 
You know, like the night before, I already made plans. Like, right, I guess I'm not. I guess I'm not shooting tomorrow, so yeah. I'm gonna just be home. I'm gonna chill. You know what? I'm gonna cook breakfast for the kids. You know, like, I, like I set myself up. Yeah. And when he comes an hour before, and he's like, "Hey, I'm gonna meet you here," this and all this, it's like, no. Yeah. And for me right now, it's super easy. I'd be like, no. That must feel good. It does. Right. It does. You know what I thought was interesting about uh, our conversation was, you actually said. You know what? You texted me back. No, nah, it's cool. We'll reschedule. But I knew it wasn't cool. Mm. <laughs> like, you, right. like, but you had said like how hard it was. You know, because we were we were friends. Like, you know, I consider you a good friend, not just friend. Like, I th- I consider you a good friend. You know, um, if I if I call and text you, I mean, I might call and text like five to six people. You know, <laughs> may, maybe, you know. Uh, so I consider you a good friend. So I'm sure that must have been hard for you because like you knew that I was. You know my personality. You know I'm like right. Ah, I, well, you know. I, I figured you was going to be upset maybe, like, a day or two. I didn't know you were going to be upset, like, super, like, dead. Like, I was dead to you. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, no, I appreciate the phone call when you when you spoke super transparent. I was like, man, I didn't know that. And, you know, I apologize for canceling that the, the when I text you. I couldn't make it. Um, I think it was one of those times that I think it, I had, like, a very rough period of time and i mm. think and that's the reason why and, and me and you had the argument when we were like let me pay you and yeah. i'm like no dude don't pay me because not only was i going out to do this project i was that was almost therapy for me uh, because i was hearing other people's story on how they were feeling and it was making me feel like like i was just self-reflecting like man i was like they got it kind of way worse than me like mm. you know uh, but around that time I was drinking that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, that's like kind of a therapy, I guess it sounds like. like yeah. You know, like a, like a gratitude therapy. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. The last uh, podcast, well, actually, the podcast that's coming out this Tuesday, it's with this guy, John Trokey, and uh, he's a, a counselor in himself. And uh, he talked about this concept of, uh, or he's going to talk about this concept of enlightened self-interest, and it's just doing that. So, like, um, what you're doing for others, it's like a charity. But right. it does something for you. It does. So it's enlightened sure. self-interest, and that's a good thing, you know. Like you know that internally, there's something that you need, and it filled your cup, you know, and it helped you out. And um, I, I think that whole conversation, like you learned about me, and I learned about you in that moment. Like you know that I'm, I'm the kind of person I'm intense. I can't change myself, man. Like I mean, I've I, there are things that I've worked on, and I've been working on for a lot of my life. You know, I'm not one of these people who thinks like, nope, I've, I'm self-actualized. <laughs> I'm I'm the person I need to be like I'm constantly doing this and you know especially in the work that I do and doing counseling and and, and dealing with people who are struggling with mental illness and and um, and, uh, and substance abuse I'm constantly having to examine myself my biases you know the way that I think about people my judgments my judgments about them my judgments about myself you right. know about my own wife and kids you know which which got to be hard I, I yeah, bet you know because you got to like bottle some of that stuff in there yeah um, I mean uh, listen I, it is. I, I believe it's Mental Health Awareness Month. If I'm not mistaken, or I just saw a post about it recently. Mm. And uh, you know, I'll say this right now. Like I, most people don't know this, and I'm and I'm okay saying this because I, I think we need to be more um, uh, positive about this. But right. you know, counseling is a good thing. Uh, I've is. I've been doing counseling now for like eight or nine months, and I'm not saying with people. I'm saying I have a therapist now. You know, right. I've never had one. I've been in the field for 15 years, never had one because I thought, you know what, I don't need a counselor. Uh, I got everything, you know, under control, um, you know, like most men. think Yeah, like that. right. Exactly. Right. It, and it's like that male culture. Like, no, right. I'm good. I'm good. I don't even need to talk to my boys, you know, yeah, which, we, which we don't do, right. which we don't do. Yeah. Um, 
So I started doing that, you know, about eight or nine months ago, and I was like, man, this is. So I don't ball it up now. You know what I do? Mm-hmm. I I note it in my in my uh, journal. I use Evernote. It's freaking yeah. awesome. Like you can have like a million notebooks, and like the way my mind is scattered, like I have a notebook for everything. Right, right. So I have a notebook for like okay therapy points. Like this is what I want to talk to with my therapist next time I meet with her, and uh, and then we kind of unpackage it. You know, rather than ball it up and then take it out on a loved one or take it out on a patient. You know, because right. I've lost my patience. Now, do you have a journal, like, just for every day? So this, well, not uh, every day, but, like, you know, something that you could write down if you feel super frustrated. Well, this is, uh, so I do use Evernote. Um, uh, I've been using it now for about, like, five or six months. So I have a section there just for journaling. So okay. I was up until, like, two or three weeks ago. Is that, I like, an app? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It, it's, like, I think it's the best journal. Yeah. My only beef with it is that there's no, like, real good way to use, like, the um, Apple Pencil to uh. write in it. So, like, I'm typing it, which is cool, but then, like, when I'm on the fly, I'd rather just, like, write it. But write it. The, the way to write in that thing is just not very intuitive. I'm interested. So, uh, yeah, like, there was a probably up until about three weeks ago for, like, the four months prior, every morning I'd wake up at 5 o'clock, you know, I'd, I'd uh, you know, I'd do, like, the like uh, spiritual readings for the day, you know, because I follow, like, the Catholic readings that are that are posted. Right. And then I would do a journal on, the, on those uh, readings for the day from 5 to 5.45, and then I would do my workout for an hour. But I've cut that out uh, in the morning um, just because I need to sleep. I've been looking at my sleep statistics, you know, on, right. my, on my tracker, and, you know, I need that extra 45. So now I, I um, what I do is, you know, I, I do those readings while I'm in the car driving. I listen to the podcast of them instead, do a little bit of reflection while I'm driving. Yeah. And then at some point in the day, like, if I need to journal something, I will. And what's cool is, like, uh, I can, like, snap a shot of something and then and then put that in my journal oh, and, then, cool. and then write about it, yeah. you know. I like um, that. So it, I, I, I used to buy actual journals and write in them, but then I'd always start them and then lose them, start them, lose them. I'm the, yeah, I'm the same way with, yeah. with writing it down. I, I, I do a lot of them in my notes in my, yeah. in, in my iPhone. Yeah, which, which but those get kind of lost, right? Yeah, so if you send me that, send me that app because I'm interested in that. I will, Cause that Because for me, like especially now it's been helping me more, is uh, when I get super frustrated at something, especially with social media now. Yeah. Um, or anybody that does anything to me, I, I tend to write stuff in my notes. Yeah. And and what's been helping me a lot, um, honestly, is with social media is I'll I'll write a Facebook uh, post, mm. but I'll never publish it. Ah, uh, I like that. Right. So I'll write I like I write a whole you know whole paragraph in there, but yeah. I will never publish it. So what I'll do is I'll just select it all, copy, put it in my notes. And just I let like it live there. That's cathartic. You know, like you get the feeling out, like you put it down on paper or on digital, right. I guess, in this case. And I feel like after after I proofread it, yeah. like proofread it, like I feel good. Yeah. Like I, I look at it, I'm like, I don't need to post this. Yeah. You know? Like it's just for you. It was just for me. I think it was something that was inside and I had to just say something. Yeah. I got it out of me. Yeah. But I don't think I don't think my Facebook air quote friends want to yeah. see that. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll tell you the truth. I, I, I think you're 100% right. I mean, we talked about the uh, – let's let's talk about this, about this whole muting someone versus Dead. canceling uh, – deading somebody, right, or canceling somebody. Yeah. I don't think most people want to read other people's opinions of anything. You know, yeah. it's interesting because we'll listen to, like uh, – I'm not going to mention, like, artist names, but, like, artists who are, like, ignorant, they put out something, and then it's it's read as gospel. You right. know what I mean? But, like, when it's our friends and our family, you know, uh, making some long post about what they believe about this topic or that topic, 
I don't think anyone's ever responded like, wow, thank you so much for that insight. That was amazing. Especially because when that comes out, it's typically negatively charged, right? Like, it's like a Yelp review. Like, you typically write a Yelp review when right. you're upset. Like, most reviews, unless, like, it was completely stellar and Well, you're writing, you're writing from emotions. Right, And your right. emotions at that, at that moment is always in a negative space. It's intense, you know? And I got to tell you, even, like, for myself, uh, you know, in our situation, we can see the benefit of uh, not canceling someone, not dating someone, and kind of going into the the friction, right? What I basically did was like, there's friction here. Let me let me kind of lean into it mm. and see what happens. Versus, all right, I mean, because I could dead someone. It's not you know, and I can say it's no skin off my back, you know, whatever. But when I'm like 70 and I'm alone and I have no friends, who's to blame? <laughs> you know. We need people. We can't be, uh, you know, what's that? No man is an island. You know, we weren't meant to be alone. Like right. when the human being, when the human beings were created, like they were created, you know, not just by one. Right. So, um, but at the same time, I think there is a, a point where we need to know like what's healthy for us and what we should and not, uh, what we should and shouldn't expose ourselves to. Right. So on, on another level, in terms of you and I, like, you know, I follow you on Instagram. Or I was following you on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, right. I still am following you on Instagram. And though. we joked about it. Yeah. I was like, "Man, you canceled me." Yeah, yeah. And you're like, "No." So no. I actually didn't cancel. I didn't, and I didn't unfollow you, right? Because that's like kind of like the currency nowadays, you know, in terms of relationship. Like, uh, do you follow me? Do you like my stuff? Like, do you? It's almost like, do you text me? Do you call me? It's almost like the same, right? You know? At least in do today's you love me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I had to un. I had to. Um, I didn't unfollow you, but I had to mute you, right? Where right. I'm not seeing your your. Um, your, so ironic. Your, your pictures, right? I'm muting mute, right? <laughs> um, but the reason being is because I know for myself, you know, being a married guy, having three young girls, like I can't, my eyes is just me maybe because I don't know what it is. I just can't see right. like enticing photos of females. What are you I trying to say? I'm, I'm posting porn? <laughs> no, no, no. No, but like, you know, there are, there are certain pictures that, that, <laughs> no, that, no, that don't mean like, it'll make my imagination run wild, you know? Yeah. And, and I know I got to protect myself from that because that's just the way I am. I mean, uh, just like you know, someone who now do you feel say, you feel like when you see that? Because I just heard what you say, you got to protect yourself, like, yeah. right? What well, do you feel like if you see that it'll trigger something where you're gonna go on a different route where you at? As far as like, all right, if I see a see a half naked girl, yeah, I'm gonna try to DM other girls or follow other girls. No, I, I, I that I won't do. Like okay. I won't follow. I won't DM. I won't do that stuff. But my my imagination's there already. You know, like, I see, and. You know, I had this moment. This was probably in my early years of marriage. Now I'm just like, I, I love my wife. How could I even think about, you know, another, or even like in, uh, entertain the thought of mm. another woman? And that's just by her body. You know, it's not even by. It's not like I'm looking at the picture like, oh, she is so smart. She is right. so like, oh, she is a great person of character. Right. I'm just selfishly looking at her body. You right. Know? And and so being a father of three girls, you know, then I think I'm a father of three girls. Right. You know, so once this was put really uh, profoundly to me and it, it did really change the way I thought about this stuff. So, you know, being Catholic, you know, the, one of the practices in the Catholic faith is to go to confession. I, this is do, I'm not trying to tell anyone to go to confession. I'm just telling that I'm just saying that this has been helpful for me, you know, Um and I think even at the level of where you have a problem and you share it with someone, there's something cathartic about that, right? Like okay. there's something about I'm going through this, I'm struggling with this, and you hand it to somebody and then they talk to you about it. You know, there's something there's something to gain about that. So for me, confession is a way to do that with a stranger, 
um, you know, who represents something bigger than me. And so, you know, I confessed to him about like my fi- my like my thoughts about like lustful things, you know. Sort of like trying to get a different perspective. Yeah. Of what how what you're feeling, what yeah. you're thinking. Yeah. And what he said to me was, uh, "Your heart and your mind needs to be so pure. It needs to be like a a room, like a room that your wife and your children could walk through and not be scandalized by mm. what's inside the room." Right. And I was like, "Man, that is wow," you know, because. You know, I, w- I want my kids to have like that father who who is is good, you know, and, and you know, that's uh, good is like, you know, there's multi layers. It's right. multi layered. You know, there's always a there's always a higher good, you know, so that's kind of what I'm trying to do with my life in general. You right. Know? Right. And I, and I know that, you know, that could sound black and white, like, oh, either the room's dirty or the room's clean. The room's <laughs> dirty. Just, you know, it's not like that. It's just like there's always a progression, you know. Right. Um, so. So, yeah, I mean, like I, I had to mute mute because of that and it's not because i don't like you i still text you you right. know i still call you right um but i think that's where like social media can kind of distort what it is to yeah be in a relationship you know yeah um so but also when in terms of muting people like so i got off of facebook years ago i mean i'm still on it because you know you, you invite people through it and all this kind of right. stuff but i got off it you know back in in some pre- uh, presidential election year just because i'm like man I know some of the people that are making these like political posts, right? Who don't have a high school diploma, <laughs> but yet they sound like a lawyer. I mean, that's no offense. Like you could have whatever opinion you want, but right. like, what makes you qualified to make this statement? The thing is, everybody now has a platform. You know, everybody and everybody has an opinion. Everyone has an opinion, and you have no idea who's behind that computer. It could be a three-year, you know, a five-year-old kid who right. just learned how to form right. sentences, and now they're they're right. speaking truths. Yeah. you know, supposedly. I think for me. Um, I've I've been I'll be honest with you I've been muting a lot of people but I've also been unfriending a lot of people too mm. and I know people say you know no matter what where we got I got friends who got different opinions but I'll never unfriend them to me I'm all about protecting my energy now that's it that's it so if you're a person and you're so called a friend and you're always putting trolly cynical stuff whether it's political or anything else just just life in general yeah I need to protect my energy because what I'm seeing that you're projecting, I'm literally, it's, I'm feeding that into my mind. You're affected by it. Right. Right. So if like once I notice that you're getting, you're getting unfriend or you're getting muted. Yeah. Because I just can't have that around me. Now see what's all right. I mean that, that's a specific thing, right? Muted, muting someone versus unfriending someone. Unfriending someone is like you're deading them, right? It's like, I don't want this person in my life. I don't know. I don't know. Do you think that? So here's the thing. I have people that I have muted for certain reasons. Like for you, I told you why. Right. You know, um, <laughs> but through the podcast, I follow you because I don't re- through the podcast, Instagram, I follow you because I don't really right. use the podcast, Instagram as like my leisure Instagram activity. Right. It's mm. just to do to put out the message, you know, um, I have friends who I consider good people, good friends who post a lot of this political stuff and it's in the stories. Right. So mind you, just so you know context you know listeners who can't see our faces you know i'm i'm a mixed race person you know i'm Mm -hmm. half african half asian you know yeah um (laughs) i don't need to be told you know (laughs) that my like i i feel like i'm being yelled at through people's stories right like this life matters that no this life matters and they don't know your experience and i'm like it's but it's not the thing is with social media those aren't directed specifically to me that's Mm. just to everyone who's following them I'm following you and I love you. I I hang out with you, but like 
I don't know why I'm being advertised for something that I'm already f- I'm already into. You know right. what I mean? Like no, no, you're absolutely right. Uh, yeah. Well, in my in my the way I say unfriend right is because there's people that I'll have in my Facebook and I'll unfriend them, yeah. but I still get to see them in the gym or out in the streets just through through other friends other mutual friends yeah. but there's no bad blood it's not like when I see you in person oh, yeah. whatever. well yeah I guess so I so mean, like deading yeah. for me is like if I know you're gonna be in the room in real life yeah. I'm not going there cause I'll tell the person like I don't I don't I don't fuck with that person yeah 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 you yeah. know what I mean yeah or like if I go in the room I'm, st- I'm straight giving you the shoulder but if I unfriend you because of your opinions and it's just draining my energy yeah I know for a fact that in real life you're not that person yeah right but if I see you in real life through an event or whatever, I'm gonna go up to you and say, "How you doing?" Right. And that's it. Right, and keep right. it moving. Yeah. Right. So does just because you unfriend someone on social media doesn't necessarily mean that they're deaded. No. But it's a high probability. There's a prob- There's a higher probability. Right. Maybe. There right? could they could be yeah. there. So if I see you in yeah. person, you still being the douchebag that you are. Yeah. In yeah. real life, then you're fucking dead to me. Yeah. But you know, it is true though. A lot of people have a different persona. You know, on social media, they make all these 100%. like. 100%. Yeah. You know who I will unfriend, though, immediately? Anyone who posts, I believe in this, 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 and this. If you don't like Extreme. it, unfriend me. Yes. If, if you don't like it, all right, that's all right. I'll Because yes. <laughs> you mentioned five topics, and I have to agree with you on every topic, yeah. or else, all right, then I. That's one of my <laughs> biggest things is, yeah. is people who are super extreme on anything. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's two sides of the coin. Yeah. I, I Probably even more, you know, there, there are like, it's multi dimensional. And I think that's the heart of the problem with like cancel culture is there's no understanding. There's so. no understanding, and if we're canceling people because of different understanding, right? We sh- we should just cancel the whole human race yeah. then. But think about think about yeah. our situation, right? Yeah. Um. When you said, "Hey, I'm sorry to do this, whatever, whatever," and I said, "It's all right, it's cool." Yeah. Right. It. You could have been like, "How you feeling though? Is that is that really cool?" Right, there's no mm. understanding. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. way I could express myself, right? But yeah. we kind of like let it go. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like. Well, because you don't want you don't want the friction, right? It, and I think that's what makes like friendships. Um, I mean, we had our gray yeah. zone yeah. after two weeks when you call me. Yeah, yeah. Right. That was Absolutely. that was the understanding of like you was telling me like how you felt and all this and like, then I was like, man, I, I didn't know you felt like that. Yeah. You know. I, I mean, I, I think that's what makes relationships, like, uh, worth something, you know? Right. I was actually talking to a friend of mine recently, um, uh, and and I was saying, man, the only reason I think you and I are so tight is because that we sh- we share things about our personal lives. Like, we sh- we've had disagreements, you know? Mm. We had one disagreement years ago about a very touchy topic, you know? And, and I didn't intend it to be, like, a disagreement. I was just saying, uh, well, I'll, 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 I'll just put it out there, right? I mean... It, it was uh it was you know regarding abortion right and and so i said i put out on social media if anyone <laughs> was going to have an abortion and wanted to consider giving it up for adoption rather than have an abortion my wife and i will take the baby right and i i just felt like something in my heart like wanted to put that out and i did not intend that to be like oh if you have abortion you're bad it wasn't that it was just like something in my heart made me put that out and and so i uh, my friend really disagreed with that statement you know that it was like shaming somebody or, or like saying that someone was a bad person. That wasn't my intention. You know? Right. So we actually had a conversation. So he knew my heart. I mean, versus, you know, other people who might be, you know, who might have a different mindset and are very fixed about their belief. About and somebody could have took that, like if you didn't know that person or they didn't know you, they would have took that out of context. 
Right. I mean, some could have felt like it was directed at them. And then they, they wouldn't even value the point of asking you, why do you feel like that? Yeah. yeah. Right. And, and, and I would have loved to talk about it. I mean, I, I had recently um, read something about Mother Teresa. Right. Mm. Tell me one person who says Mother Teresa was a bad person and right. I, I'll give you a million dollars. You know, right. uh, I mean, she's literally a saint, you know, and so she had said that if you're going to give up, uh, if you're going to uh, do this, you know, give the child to me. And, and I was so inspired by that. And it, it touched me for whatever reason. Right. And I can't explain it. Um, but, you know, having that conversation with my friend, um, it allowed me to have more compassion to not just put something out like that blindly. Matter of fact, speaking about Eddie again, he's getting two mentions in one <laughs> Shout podcast. Shout out to Eddie. <laughs> Eddie and his wife, Alexa. So we are actually in the same church, you know? Okay. And so we had this uh, event. It was before Easter. And it's kind of like... This event that we do in the church, it's kind of like uh, like a, a speech before Easter, like, go out and get it, guys, <laughs> you know, like uh, before Lent, right? Before the, uh, you know, before people like do their fasting, like you guys can do this, you know, this is a good right. season for you to kind of see what's in your heart, what needs to change, you know, how you can be, you know, more holy. All this. It's, it's really like a like a motivational kind of, uh, you know, uh, like a admonition to kind of do better, like use this time wisely, right? Mm. So there was also a period to share, to talk. So I had mentioned about how I was um, really conflicted about this patient that I had who, who was uh, ab- about to have, a, uh, I think, uh, an abortion. Um, and I was really conflicted um, because I wanted to do something. But I knew in my role as a nurse practitioner, you never tell people what to do. You, mm. you just help them kind of, uh, you know, come up with their own ideas of what they're dealing with. Sort and of help them reflect. Yeah, okay. yeah. You yeah. you guide them yeah. versus you know, tell them right and wrong. There's no right and wrong, you know. And who am I? I'm not, you know, I'm nothing. You know, so I, I mentioned how conflicted I was about this um, because she was so emotionally damaged from the prior one, you mm. know, um, that it had a bad effect on her having one before. So, you know, I was just, oh, man, she's in this situation again. And the guy was a bad dude, you know, so I was really conflicted. And you was like, you just want to reach out with your arms out and say, you know. I'll do it. I'll yeah. do it. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and so, but I can't do that either because right. that's also unethical you right. know, in my role. So I mentioned this in the church. I didn't mention the patient's name. So anyway, this was my first interaction. I never knew him. I never met him. Eddie and Alexa, they walked up to me after this meeting and they said, hey, uh, we want you to know that we're willing to accept this child if that patient of yours wanted to give a baby up for adoption. Mm. I was like, yo, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> you, yeah. you guys like, I wish I could tell my patient that, but I can't, can't. Like, but I was just like, wow, they have no idea who the patient is. Right. You know, sometimes, you know, adoption, people want to adopt from a certain place. Yeah. They want to adopt from a certain country. Yeah. They want to adopt a certain kind of kid, you know? Uh, but these people, they had no Alexa and, and Eddie did not even know this woman right. had, didn't know her background didn't know if she was using didn't even ask if she was using if she was using drugs nothing yeah i was floored you know but that just came out of the goodness of their heart but they didn't know like the background of all right this is like a a, a huge violation mm-hmm. for me to probably even talk about this in this setting i mean i didn't mention the patient's name or anything but you know for me to talk to the patient and say hey i know this couple that would be so uh, you felt you felt that somebody else out there felt the same way you felt yeah, I, I did. Well, even more so. I mean, that's pretty hardcore. Like, that's like, that's love, you know, like, that's mm-hmm. like, that's like real love, like that self-sacrificing love, you know, and I think that's, that's really what it is at the core, you know, kind of love is this like fluffy, fluffy thing. Like, you know, like, what's love? Love is love. What mm. does that even mean? Like, you know, like, love is like this sacrifice, you know, like, it's like, you do something 
even if you don't want to do it like uh, i'll say this right now i love you man that's that's why like i realize you know i love this dude like why am i gonna like cut him off because of a thing that i'm uncomfortable about that we had this disagreement no like love would reach across and say hey this is how i feel like i want to reconcile with you you yeah. know like that's that's what love should be mm -hmm. and and what these guys were doing ultimate sacrifice i mean for them for for lex and eddie and, and, and others like them i mean for them it, that that life that's that's like the most important it's thing leading with love that's it that's it and it was such an example time. for me yeah. you know but i mean in the context of that like they you know in talking about like how you know sometimes people can do things without the understanding of how it might affect someone else, right? Like Eddie and Alexa didn't realize on their end like how this is not like ethical, this is not okay, but they didn't know. So I had to tell them and they uploaded that information and I'm sure if I had the same situation again, they wouldn't ask something like that because they know I can't do that as much right. as, I mean, they could lament about how they would feel, you know, um, but they know it's it's not something I can do. Uh, abortion is a very very sketchy topic. It is, it is. And and, the, and that's I lost a f I lost a mutual associate because of, cause of of abortion and I, I mean you talked about that too yeah. and I was like yeah he, he unfriended me I was like yeah, but and, I was like oh, whatever see, and that's not love you know like you don't unfriend someone like just because you have a difference of opinion on something that honestly like it's beyond all of us right you know like it's beyond all of us and, and, I, and I and I got what he was I got his perspective I knew what he was trying to say but I was trying to give him a different side of perspective too yeah. but I don't think he was trying to see that yeah and I guess when he got a little bit of pushback and then it, it, it's it's weird because when everybody in your circle agrees with you, right? Everybody's cheering for you, right? Yeah. Here comes somebody who's challenging you, right? Yeah. And everybody's like, nah, F that dude. He's, he's your enemy. And they're cheering you on. You yeah. kind of feel like the champion. And right. now it's like. Ah, uh, and that's what was happening in the group chat. Right. So yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah, nah, yeah. nah. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, yeah, listen, man, I, I, to everybody, I'm yeah. in the gray area. Like yeah. I'm, I'm not an extremist. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's just, but at the same time, I do protect my energy. Yeah, and that's what you got to do. I mean, and so canceling someone out for a difference of opinion is one thing, but if that person, I think that's where it comes to. Like, if that person is really um, affecting your vibe in a negative way, right? That's a different thing. But I mean, if you walk away from, if you cancel that person because they're affecting your vibe, and then but after the fact your vibe is like f that person then your vibe is still not right you mm -hmm. know so then that doesn't really mm -hmm. help your vibe by canceling someone you know so i think for me personally like there are certain people who i still i'm questioning should i reconcile with that person i mean even people you and i know like is it even worth it is reconciling right. with that person gonna help my vibe or 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 decrease my vibe you know and so i yeah i kind of struggle with that balance and things like that but um so you, you think you think cancel culture is magnified of social media oh absolutely absolutely um you know because people are hyperbolized on social media they they or not even hyperbolized but they are acting as a whole different person right you know so it it does do that and then people start to kind of form these like waves of people i'm on this side i'm on that side funny, yeah yeah but you know what i i think for me personally i think the big problem is like most people aren't doing enough self-reflection like what is it that i need to change about myself mm. uh I want to say, who was it? I don't know if it was Pope John Paul or Mother Teresa. One of these, like, kind of really holy people said, if you want to change the world, go home and love your family. Right. You know? That's what you got to do. I, I mean, think like, a lot of people are missing that. I mean, listen, like, if you look at this country, I mean, how many families are having dinners with their kids? And it's even a, it's even a struggle for us, for Arlene and I. Yeah. You know, we, we plug that. We I told you prior to us recording, every Sunday 
we have a, a planning meeting for the week. This is when we're having dinners together. This is when I'm working. This is when you have your time. This is when I have my time. You know, we do that every single week. And, you know, when there are weeks that go by where we only had one dinner, you know, that's a problem. You right. know, we try to, you know, at least have two or three depending on my schedule. Yeah. And and I think, and I, I asked that question because I want to see what you what was going to be the response because, yeah. like, I feel the same way. Yeah. I feel the same way you feel. It's it's a dangerous thing. Um, and I, honestly, as I was mentioned before, I switched from, I was on Facebook primarily and I switched to Instagram because Instagram was just funny. Like there's funny pictures, inspirational right. quotes. But right. what the thing I do like about Instagram though is that you can follow accounts that are generally a certain way. Right. You know, and, and so I use my Instagram almost like, I hate to be cheesy, but almost like a vision board for like the things that I want, you know? And yeah, and I respect you that. You know what I mean? Like I mean, I, I can't do that with my Instagram. It's different because you're a business. Right, you know? and, and I follow too many people, yeah. so the algorithm works different for yeah, me, right? Yeah, Um. So like, if you used to see my Instagram, how you don't want to see these half-naked models, yeah. my Instagrams are flooded with them because yeah, my algorithm yeah. is models and photographers, and right. that's, that's what's on my feed. Uh, you know, I wish they would ask us, like, are you pleased with your algorithm? So they, I, <laughs> they don't. You know what's crazy about that? I, I just finished watching a documentary on Netflix called The Social Dilemma. Have you seen that? No, but I did see it advertised. Okay, so, uh, it, and it talks about the algorithm, how the algorithms, the AI, and this is talked about the people in the industry, the people, the person who invented the Facebook like button, like button the person who invented uh, Pinterest, like all these people that work in this industry, they talk about how AI is built to grab your attention to look at certain things and then manipulate your mind. I believe that. I believe that. Totally. So like, yeah. for example, like, do you have notifications on, on your phone? Mm, very minimal. I think just I only one I had was you. So <laughs> don't, don't even put notifications on. Yeah. Because sometimes what happens is, so you know how the iPhone is. The notification yeah. comes on, it's like a little banner, and it says, you know, breaking news, Apple, be like Apple, breaking news, something political, right? And you tend to like, oh, what this guy said this time? And you tend to tap into it, right? Yeah. But it's clickbait. Yeah. We all know about clickbait. Right, That's right. what AI is doing. That's what yeah. the algorithm is doing. Yeah. So like my algorithm on Instagram, that's what it shows. It shows, it, it thinks I want to see that. I don't. I don't want to see that. Right, right, right. Right, so me watching that documentary, that really, like, really pushed me to even more to, like, kind of not be on social media. And it's, yeah. it's kind of messed up because my business is social media. Yeah, yeah. Like, I do a lot of content creating in social media. Yeah. I, I work with brands. I work with companies and how to engage and actually how to mess with the algorithm to get more engagement onto their brand. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's it's weird because I'm stuck in the middle. Yeah. You know, so I'm sort of kind of trying to cancel social media, but not really cancel. Like, I think in a way I'm kind of like. You ever went to like a, a party? Yeah. And there's it's a, been a while, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you go to like there's a group of people talking. And you go into the group and hey, what's up? What are you talking? Are you talking? And yeah. out of nowhere, just like. You're not feeling the vibe, and you yeah. kind of like just walk out. Yeah, I totally get you. I to, I'm I'm always the one doing that, and I'm like, all right, when is this vibe gonna die yeah, out? Yeah, yeah. When do I move on to the next? You one? wait for it's, that moment yeah, to like yeah, walk yeah. out of there. Yeah. You don't even say bye. You just like yeah. You do the turn Irish around. goodbye. Yeah. Everybody's Irish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So totally. that's what I'm doing with social media. Yeah, but you know, I, I think that's the way it's got to be. I, and again, I think social media just kind of hyperbolizes life because I mean, everyone's always been. I mean, there's always been advertisements. It's always been business. There's right. always been people putting it out. It's just that it's so available all the time. So I think you need to be able to navigate it. Like, it's funny. I someone had said to me 
your first episode is called antisocial social media, but you're advertising on social media. That doesn't make any sense. Right. And I'm like, no, I, I think it's a tool that could be used, you know, in a certain way. I mean, you can use a, a, a knife to cook or you could use a knife to kill. You know what I mean? I, and, and so I think social media has a, a really uh, a great potential to be a certain thing, you right. know, a certain good thing, but it also has a potential to be a very, very negative That's thing. That's what everything, very, though, right? Yeah, I mean, you can say it about technology. Same thing, yeah. right? You have you have uh, you know drones that can save people's lives and droves that can kill people. You know it's just what yeah. it is. Um, so, but going back to the whole you know uh, canceling versus muting and things like that, I, I think what you said is really the major key is. Well, that's you know, what I do with in real life. That's yeah. what I'm doing. I'm yeah. canceling people. I'll come back. Yeah. <laughs> when the vibe is good. Right. Yes. So you're at least you're still open, like right? you know, to rec- yeah. Like I said, I got my energy. I got to protect my energy. Yeah. At all costs. Yeah. And I think everybody needs to realize that shit. Yeah, I agree. Being cynical and trolly, like, that's, I'm not doing that. Because, like, you feed into that. You know, especially, like, between us guys, like, you know, how many guys are out there really saying how they feel, you know? Right. Because being, being real, saying how you feel can be perceived as weakness to people, can right. be perceived as not manly, mm-hmm. you know? But since True. day one, we've always been very open about how we felt about certain things. It just happened to be that we talk about more emo stuff. <laughs> you right. Know? We, we kind of uh, make fun of it. Yeah, too. yeah. It's, and, and it's because we're making fun of each other. Absolutely. I mean, you know, but I think um, I can see like the growth, you know, from the first times that we had our talks to now. I mean, we know that that, that kind of culture, I mean, it, it's tough. I mean, some people have a uh, harder teenage years and 20 years than other people, you know. And so some people do get more emo. It's just what it is. Right. But not but bottling up and, and not talking about it is not helping anybody but at least you and i can joke about it and like all right this yeah. is silly you I know hate people <laughs> right right <laughs> and and then we see how silly that could be to right. people right because like all right, like going to like this whole canceling people deading people i mean at the end of the day if we keep dissecting people uh, you know people as a whole as a, like humanity at the end of the day there's gonna be no one left like we're just like splitting on all these little, uh, all these different uh, topics right. and the micro topics of those topics and the micro topics of those topics. You know, at the end of the day, no one's gonna be good. The human race is garbage. Right. We should just cancel the whole thing. You know, <laughs> but I think the problem is we're not looking at ourselves enough. Like, right. what do we need to change? Like, when was the last time that your buddy told you, "Hey, you know what? I walked in the woods today." <laughs> <laughs> I thought about my life and these areas. I want to change these areas right. in my life. I, where do I go to do that? You know, you don't see that. You mm-hmm. don't. I, I don't talk to people like that. I mean, very rarely. Um, you know, so what, I, I think we'd be totally different as a society if we actually just like, you know, kind of looked up at the sky and say, hey, you know, where's my life at? What do I need to change? You know, what do I need to adjust about myself? Like, right. am, am I am I everything that I need to be for my family? Like right. for you, for example, like. You knew intuitively your vibe was not right for your family, you know, at certain points. So you needed to protect it. You uh, need yep. to, you needed to cancel certain people because right. they were messing with your vibe. You need to have that energy so that when you go home to your family and you love your family, you can be there as a father. You can be yeah. there as a husband. And, and, and I'm not saying that I, I mastered that. Like, I'm still struggling with that now. No, but listen, at least you're struggling you know, with it. I mean, other people. It's a process. Other you know? people don't even realize that they're they're drowning, you know, but to struggle means that you're processing you're you're growing you know and that's what it is like in the gym right when you're when you're rowing right you have a rower downstairs now are, are you at peace when you're rowing i mean yeah. isn't there a struggle at times like yeah. when you're rowing all right yeah, yeah so the same thing like you know you can't be down on yourself or struggling i know that's 
and when I'm saying that to you, I'm also saying that to myself because I could be very down about, oh, I'm struggling in this. Uh, but at least we're super in the fight. Emo, yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> I super guess super emo, emo too to this uh, day. Yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure, for sure. Um, so, I mean, that, that that's a good sign. If you if you know you're struggling, that's a good sign because at least you know you're yeah. working towards something. And I'm saying that to myself just as much as I'm saying that and, to and, you. And it's not like saying, like, canceling is bad either. It depends how, how you put it. I mean, like, I realized when I started canceling some of my some of my friends on online was that my girl was sitting right in front of me having a conversation. I saw a post, triggered me, and here I am about to challenge that person and I'm struggling and my girl's right next to me just looking yeah. at me yeah trying to have a conversation I'm multitasking yeah and then I then I realized she just got up and she kind of knew because she, she she's very understanding how my mind works so she got up and just walked away mm. she wasn't mad she just know how it is and it just dawned into me like holy shit this person is taking my energy right now yeah like I can be putting all this energy into my girl, but I'm putting it into this opinion that this guy's having on my Facebook. Yeah, that doesn't do shit for me, anyways. Yeah, and I cancel them. How'd you feel afterwards? Feel great. There you go. And th- and I think that's what it is. I think our conscious is yeah. really uh, the 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 one that defines, like you know what's good for us what's yeah. not good and, for us and, and you have that peace yeah and i'm sure i'll sure i'll come back and yeah. and 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 check it check the vibes are good again yeah once this uh re-election year passes through yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the whole the whole thing man i'm just you know uh it it's, it is odd because even with like family that that whole thing has been odd i th- I, th- I don't i don't th- think i've ever felt a polarization in society as deep and as wide as now, you know, mm. um, and, and, and it is what it is like what you and I, the people that are around us are not in control of that, you know, at least for the way the climate is, you know, um, but at the same time, if people aren't managing their energies, that's when we're going to get even more polarization. I mean, right. things can happen at the top, you know, things that are out of our control, like who's running for president, who's going to be president, you know, the policies. Right. I mean. And if you're so affected by this, and it, uh, one of my big beefs, and I did want to talk about this, is like this um, uh, social media activism, you know, like where people just like repost yeah. other people's stuff. Yo, fact check yourself, fools. Yeah, yeah like <laughs> if, you're, if you feel so strongly about this movement or that movement, go volunteer. Right. Go like promote voting at the bare minimum. Go volunteer to, to make phone right. calls for your Congress, you yeah. know, for whatever. But stop like posting stuff. And then having this internal feeling, ah, I've saved humanity. Because you've saved nothing except for someone who is friends with you uh, from following you. And that person muted you now because you're, you're not living the life that you say right. you're living. Right, You know, that's my thing. And so actually part of this podcast was born out of this as well. Because, you know, all of this unrest was happening, you know, especially, you know, with all the racial tension. So I had to ask myself, like, man, like as a person who is multiracial, born in this country, you know, parent of immigrants who've come to this country, like, what is my responsibility in all of this? What should I be doing? Yeah. And listen, man, I, I don't mean to be, I'm, I'm just trying to speak freely, you know, and, and if someone gets upset by this, speak, it's, brother, not, speak. it's not the intention. I'm just trying to put my heart out and, and, and I'm still learning, you know? You know, that's when like these marches, these protests were happening. And I'm like, man, should I be in one of these marches? So mm. there was actually a, a, a march that I was considering going to. Um, and this is not to say anything bad about it, you know. Um, but um, 
the march was going to take place in D.C., and I believe it already had taken place, uh, and it was around the anniversary of uh, the I Have a Dream speech, right? So yeah. I'm like, and I had seen old pictures of, of that day and seeing different families, like even white families that were there together, you know, to support. Right. And I'm like, oh, how great would it be for my family and I to go? Um, I'm going to go. So I reached out to my friend. I said, hey, I might be out in, in D.C. Um, for this march. Like, could we stay with you guys? So like, yeah, yeah, cool. So when I talked to one of the organizers for the event, um, the event had a very ag- aggressive name. Uh, and, I ho- and again, I hope I don't offend it, but just like from where I'm coming from, I just wanted to be able to explain it so that people understood. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to be too vague. It was called uh, Get Off of Our Necks. Like that was the name of the march. Right. I get why it's called that, but I have three young kids. And if right. it's my intention to bring them to a march, to have to g- attend a march that says Get Off Our Necks, that has the potential to me, it sounds like uh, uh, contention, you know, mm. versus, all right, you take one one march called the Peace March, one called Get Off Our Next March, like which right. one has more potential to become, you know, because then there's this, um, there's this mood behind it, there's this like uh, defense behind it, you know, and I, I respect that, that that's going to take place, but I just can't bring my kids to that, you right. know. Um, is I want to protect them. You know, they're too young. I, I, I don't I feel want that. them to get hurt. I feel you know? that. I've been to a couple of marches and I didn't bring my, my kids along. Yeah. You know, so just because of, you know, trying to protect them. Right, right. So, uh, so and, and then I also thought to myself, like, I don't really feel called to that. You know, it's, it's something about, like, all right, I got to respect, like, my spirit and where it's at. I'm not afraid to go to one of these things. Uh, I just don't, that's not, like, my person. If there's an injustice right in front of me and I don't do something, woe to me. Then I'm a jerk. Then I'm a terrible person. Right. You know, if I saw one of these things, I just take out my phone and record it, you know, and do nothing. That's terrible. Right. You know, I haven't been in that situation. So I don't I couldn't even tell you how I would respond. You know, I would like to think that I would do something, but I don't know. Right. So I said to myself, what can I do if I can if that's not something I feel called to do? What can I do? And so my big realization was all of this happening right now is just a result of programming. You know, like how. I mean, people that are racist, they're taught to be racist from the time that they're children, you know, right. their upbringing. To be upset about an 80-year-old racist, you know, <laughs> is kind of like, that doesn't even make sense. It's over with, right? Yeah. yeah the <laughs> You're 80 years old. It's you, over with. You're gonna be, you've been racist your whole yeah, life. Yeah, like, you <laughs> can't change that. Like, right. yeah, so, I mean, uh, this could be really uh, kind of, an, uh, uh, you know, uh, what's the word? <sighs> kind of hard to say, but, um, you know, a terrorist right who does what who does what they do they're taught from the moment that they're born that if they do this they will go to heaven and have this you know as a reward right if they were to uh sacrifice their life for the cause you know they right. don't know any, they're just programmed that way you know you and i are programmed by our culture you know like you dress the way you dress i look the way i look and dress like the way i dress talk the way i talk because of our programming you know right so unless someone has like insight at some point in life and they have this like change and awakening it doesn't go away but now we have like masses of people you know thinking a certain way and this just has to play out now you know this is just going to be what it is i mean you can have activists do what they do but you know we have this real to me i felt my more of my calling was to start with the next generation because maybe maybe there we can have a change you know this is yeah i think we're there though yeah i I think i think we're going the right path i think so everything i mean right right now with social media it's it's very one way yeah they portray this well not one way it's two two different ways there's two different opinions going on right now yeah but in real life if you really go out there 
it's it's different it's it's changing it is it is you're absolutely right i mean the news the media what they're putting out you know you would think that you know the world's on fire i remember you know? i remember when i was going to march i had friends hitting me up and saying yo be careful because of looting and rioting and i'm like what i was like okay i was like whatever i'll get super peaceful yeah odd see that and you see this so crazy th- like in real life there's actually like the police and people just having a conversation it, it, like they understood us we understood them it, it was just everything was peaceful and, and united mm. and i think that's when it, that's when it dawned to me like yo nah man like i gotta protect myself i gotta protect like social media is putting shit in my head yeah and it tells you a story that is not necessarily true right yeah uh and you see that not just from the media i mean obviously the media tells you you know whatever it tells you and it's skewed one way or another because yeah. the media itself has an agenda but and also down to the individual person like the media that they're putting out like yeah. the media that people that we know are putting out is not necessarily them <laughs> you know it's, it's it's funny yeah it is so it i've is. been i've been in rooms with clients who are in a way different tax bracket than i am yeah and really super cool people yeah they don't dress like me nothing they dress a little bit more you know wealthier (laughs) 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 but they're super nice yeah Yeah. you know they treat me like a human being yeah so like even even it's funny even when i got this cup of coffee in this town it's like i saw i saw a demographic in in here but i walked in and people were like hey how you doing yeah oh hey yeah good morning how you doing but what's funny was I'm, I'm sure society, uh, you know, even social media would make you think that maybe they're judging you. You know, I know even for me when I moved out here, because it's a very homogenous group out here versus where I lived prior to. Because we're programmed like yeah. that. Remember uh, yeah, you said right, that? Right. Where we, we are. Like, so I'm lock, walking around like, are, are, are these people like looking at me because I'm different or because <laughs> they're racist? I don't know. Or maybe because, they don't understand you. Or maybe they don't understand. Maybe they're just confused because they don't really see someone that looks exactly. like me all the time. You know, but it's like the where am I getting that programming from? Because my friends aren't telling me this. Mm. This is like media. People are racist. Blah blah blah. You know, right? Like, you know, right. um, there's injustice happening all the time, everywhere. You know. Yeah. And so I'm I'm like on the defense, but I've been here a year now. I've, people have been nothing but nice. Super to me. nice. Yeah. I yeah, mean, I live in yeah. the suburbs too now. Yeah. And and you know, it took me a long time to get adjusted, but I adjusted. <laughs> you know, because it's like going from like the wild to be in like a tame environment, right? It's like going from like a being like an outdoor cat to an indoor cat right. <laughs> or outdoor dog to indoor dog. You know, it's like, it's such a big, uh, it's different. different. Yeah, I mean, and, different. and, but that comes with, again, and I, I keep saying the same word is understanding yeah. the other side, yeah. living in the gray area. Because yeah. when, where I grew up, I grew up in, in the ghetto mm. and there were these invisible walls around me where mm. it's like, and I told you that, remember when I first pulled up here, I said, yeah, back in, when I grew up back in the days coming all the way up here was like, no, you can't do that. Yeah. There's, there's racist people up there. Yeah. Invisible lines. Yeah. But once I once I grew and it's like I need to understand why. Mm. And it started going into these into these forbidden places. It's like no. Yeah. You know what I mean? They just I just never interacted with these with these people before. Because but your environment programmed you to believe that those walls were there, correct? Yeah. So I mean, and, and this this is exactly what it is. I That's mean, why I'm canceling social media there for a little you go. bit. There I mean, I come back when the vibes are good. Yeah, yeah. But you know, once I start, once I read the first couple posts and it's like super negative and yeah. and, and like I was like, yep, you're canceled. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> it's like being at that party 
you're at that one group and like, nah, not feeling this vibe. Yeah, we'll go you, to the next group. Yeah, you, you pull up in the group. It's like, hey, what's up, guys? Yeah, yeah. And they start talking. They start talking about, I don't know, fucking whatever. And yeah, yeah. like, oh, yeah, I did friend in three minutes. <laughs> like, I'm ah, done. Yeah, no, no, I'm done. Cancel. Uh, yeah. I'll be back. <laughs> I'll be back when y'all uh, talking about um, drinking and, yeah, and listen, all some other bullshit. <laughs> side note, because you and I have been in that whole CrossFit world, like anytime now someone's like, yo, I did this crazy workout, it was da, 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 I turn off. I'm like, ah, oh. you know, being so being outside of CrossFit in, in, in that like real serious where I'm at a gym five days a week, six days a week to not. And now when I hear how we all sound as a culture, yeah. I do the, it's like that's all CrossFit is like, oh, man. Well, all the newbies I, come in. Yeah. But you know what? That was programming. That was programming because right. if you were into it, then you were kind of, you were kind of more idolized in the culture, right? If you were really into f- CrossFit and talked all about it and you knew more about it, you were like on a pedestal, right? You know, versus people who were like newbies and didn't know about that culture, you know. But I think um, I'm still very thankful for that background. Uh, that's where I got to meet you, and, right? And because I met you, and because we've had this uh, relationship, we've we've there's something uh, really uh, uh, special about talking after a workout. You know, and that's what we really did a lot. We right. Would, we would do a workout. We would sit and talk. You know, after you do a workout and your heart's been pumping, you know, you have the endorphins going, then you can really kind of be freer to speak and you feel good and you have better conversations. Yeah. And I think that's what kind of led to this. And I'm glad that we had that kind of uh, that tension, that friction, and that we were able to kind of come together and say, hey, this is how I felt. This is how you felt. Cool. I respect that. I really appreciate that you actually had that realization about yourself, actually, that you needed to kind of protect your energy. And it wasn't necessarily to dead me or to cancel me, but it's you had something that you needed to do for yourself, for your family, which I respect being a family man, you know, myself. And uh, I mean, listen, I I think at the end of the day, um, we have to really uh, maximize the relationships that we do have that we feel add value to our life and the relationships that are taking away our energy and and taking away our vibe. Maybe they can fall to the wayside and that's cool. Yeah canceling deading maybe you know if someone really offends me and it's really uh, egregious yeah that person's gonna get canceled because that's i just don't need that in I my mean, life i mean cancel right? for a reason yeah and, and cancel cancel if you're gonna challenge yourself and asking why did i cancel this right person. right so you could come back and be like mm, maybe it was an off day yeah no i'll come back it's sort of like what you, like what you did you yeah know? like yeah. kind of like your facebook uh your uh your message that you would write and you would you would right because uh, you would get it out and i, th- and I think that's you know, a mind exercise for me right there. I like if that. If you really think about that, yeah. you know, because I wrote everything down. Yeah. Like, all the anxiety, all the frustration, all the emotions were just getting p- from my mind, just putting right into right into my notes. Once I got done with it, I just, I just took a breather. Yeah. <sighs> that must have felt amazing. And I mean, and, and with that, maybe before canceling someone out, we think about, is there anything that I did wrong? Or is there anything that I can improve? Yes. Yeah, you know, I like agree with that. we could we could self reflect. It doesn't hurt. I mean, I no, I lie. It does hurt. You know, <laughs> it does hurt a little <laughs> bit. It does hurt a little bit because to to have the bubble pop that I'm not perfect. You know, and to humble oneself, it it does hurt. You know, to have to change. But when you make that change, it does feel good. Like and and um, thankfully I had the grace to be able to do that and say maybe I did something wrong. And because of that, I think our relationship is stronger. And we have a, an hour and twenty minutes on tape to prove <laughs> it now. <laughs> So uh, off the fly too. <laughs> off right? the fly, nothing written down. We just went into no it. No pointers, no nothing. No. So mute. Listen, man. I appreciate you. Uh, I appreciate you. Thank Sal. you for your time. I know you're a busy dude, and uh, thanks for everything, brother. Oh, thank you, Sal. All right. Up until this point in our lives, we've done the best we could with what we've known. Hopefully, today we've come to learn something new, so we can be better to give better. 
Thank you for joining us for this episode of Upstream. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at the dot upstream podcast and join us every other Tuesday for fresh content. Until then, just keep swimming, friends.